This episode is dedicated to Birmingham Children's Hospital. Birmingham Children's Hospital provides outstanding healthcare to children and amazing support to families that we have witnessed firsthand. The care is second to none and can often go unnoticed, so we feel it's only right to dedicate this episode to the unsung heroes of Birmingham Children's Hospital. Please keep an eye on our social media for a fundraiser which will be coming soon. Hi everyone, this is episode 27 of Beer and Bants. My name's Chris. My name's James. Uh, and yeah, we'll just go straight into the usual tried and tested for this episode, which is from Ringwood Brewery, and it's called Boondoggle. Uh, Boondoggle is a... That is a good name for a beer. Straight <laughs> off the is. bat, isn't it? Boondoggle. <laughs> it's one of the ones, it's a classic old school... Like, we're not massively mainstream, so we're trying to do it a little bit quirky, yeah, yeah. kind of. But it also, it, it does have that kind of old English style to it as well, a little yeah. bit, doesn't it? Which is kind of the playful thing when you when you do have it. Well, I'll quickly but, run for the blurb if you want to have a quick squeak. So the bottle's, um, it's kind of like a distressed wood effect. Uh, it's very a, rustic, I would yeah. yeah. So it's a, describe yourself as a craft blonde ale, uh, 4.2%. Now, Ringwood Brewery, I believe, is actually part of the Marsden's wider group so it's one of the ones it may come across like it's a bit of a smaller brewery it's not yeah. it is massively yeah. mainstream uh, it just tries to disguise it a little yeah. bit more uh, now we've both had this in the past um, I say it, it describes itself as a fruity craft blonde ale but I don't just a, solely on memory it doesn't sound like a, a I can't remember it tasting like a blonde ale no. more like a kind of golden one I, I think you're right though from, from initial things I think it's it's definitely golden in terms of body as well like yeah. initial hit it is i think it's almost blonde in in the weakness at the end because blonde ales tend to have a lot of strength at the start and then kind of be very weak towards the end in terms of like more water down um because it has all the kind of hit at the start which i think it does whereas golden is normally the kind of inverse but it's more flavor profiles that i would associate with a golden like far more caramel kind of notes to it um and that kind of burn kind one, of yeah. thing whereas kind of i wouldn't count it as fruity particularly oh yeah, i thing. would so, so for me the, personally i'll pick up the like, fruity notes in the aroma of it as you okay a bit of a smell. yeah yeah and it's one of the ones, when I have a swig of it, I do get a slight bit of fruitiness. However, it's one of those ones that I couldn't tell you any way what type of fruit it is. Yeah. It's like, there's a fruity tint. That's the one, that's where I might, I don't know, for me personally, whether or not I'm getting that much fruit. Yeah, it's, it's very clear. I mean, you are a bit fruity. No. Um, what, that's the thing, I'm thinking maybe it's barley. Maybe it's the barley I'm tasting. Possibly. That's what it is. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, um, it's not overly complex. It's very... It's a very traditional, inoffensive... I, th- I think you've used the word that hits an head on the head, mainstream, right? It, yeah. it, in that scene, inoffensive, but at the same time, it, it is what it is, right? So, yeah. I think it actually tastes pretty good. Well, I think it's pleasant, I would, that's thing, so... I would happily you know. drink many of these on, uh, you know, whether it be in a pub with a, like an open fire on maybe a wintry night, or out in the sunshine in a beer garden. I'll, yeah, I think it I th- works in both. I, I think you're completely right about that, to be fair. Yeah. There's, there's, there's notes of in the beer all the way across it where you could use it for either it's a it's very much a all-rounder it's yeah yeah not going to set the world on fire but again safe easy if you're just starting your, your craft sorry journey. it's all about the name though boondoggle <laughs> <laughs> i hear that's what you call something else <laughs> oh. you're not denying it though no i'm not denying it <laughs> but the pause there said it all really didn't it <laughs> He's like, oh, nobody's entered me. No, actually, it's one of the others' mm. uh, beers coming up. That's what I call it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm better use one of them quite frequently. Um, right. So, <laughs> so well, people haven't got a clue yeah, what know, it means but, yet. But, but when it comes up later, yeah, it all about makes 40 sense. minutes, yeah, yeah. all will make sense. Yeah, it's a slow burn of that joke, but it will have a good payoff. <laughs> right, so this one is all... Well, our main body of conversation. It's that time of year again, James. 
Super yeah. Bowl. Today. I believe it was uh, episode four was the last Super Bowl we did, so we've moved on quite a bit. Um, this one is Super Bowl 55, or LV in the mm. Roman numerals that they like to use for some random reason. But yeah, no is, there re- is there a reason they use Roman no. numerals? Yeah. I always find it a bit weird because it's always like let's face it's it, the only yeah, it's, yeah. America is a law yeah. unto itself and there's yeah. no real thing trying to justify it, it it's at the same we, time we it love is, it because it's crazy yeah but also it's it's one of those things that's so ingrained as their brand now that they can't go away from it it yeah. does look good as well that thing like that's but how yeah. I came up with using no. it mate, like you know I would have thought most Americans would get confused with it. I mean, do they even know the normal uh, one to twenty letters? No, no, to be fair, that's something they know quite ingrained. Like you know, like yeah. the uh, I to XX, yeah, the Greek uh, alphabet and all that type of stuff. That's quite ingrained. So um, it is one of the ones we probably need to investigate a little bit more. But yeah, Super Bowl Fifty Five, which is set in Raymond James Stadium, which is Tampa Bay. Yeah. It's actually Tampa Bay Buccaneers home stadium, and they are playing against the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs. Crazy because what first time the Super Bowls have been played in a home field with one of the teams yep. in their home ground, which is crazy. I, I mean, statistically, I would have thought that would have happened at some other previous point as well. You would have thought so, so. It's yeah. crazy to think that hasn't, and you know, uh, so it's kind of a momentous occasion for them, I suppose, because it's the honest. idea like Bucks are going crazy, you know, as fans because it, you know, first Super Bowl, you know, in terms of like in their home stadium. Well, to be completely honest, I mean, like the reason why there's not a lot of um, home teams played. A lot of the time, the Super Bowls get played in more suddenly team stadiums. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the southern teams are terrible. Because the, obviously the exception, but there, there is. Yeah, yeah. There's quite yeah. a lot of teams where you, uh, you know, also like it, it just it's one of those where teams have their like moments of dominance just after they've hosted. Or something <laughs> like that. And it's just it's yeah. just never fallen to Pretty them. Really has it. So. Um, well, Tampa. Bay, as a general rule, over the last kind of twelve months, has been very successful for them. Like in cross all sports, yeah. so you've had uh, Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. The uh, Tampa Bay Rays got all the way to the World Series in baseball, which was something nobody saw. Yeah, and to be fair, it was kind of one of those ones as well with the Buccaneers. That it's a shame. Think, it's a shame about a ba- a baseball as well because it would be an amazing. Yeah. If there's a trifecta, that would have just been insane to see it. Well, also it was so, the underdog story, which yeah. us Brits absolutely love. Yeah. I mean, like uh, the whole team of Tampa Bay Rays was. The whole salary was less than the two star players, just in the Dodgers that actually won. So a lot, most people were who weren't a fan of either were yeah. picking the underdogs, especially on this side of the pond as well. But yeah, so it's been quite a eventful, enjoyable twelve months of sport for yeah. Tampa Bay area as a general rule. Which, to be honest with you, the how badly things have played out. Mm. With a lot of the stuff over the last kind of ten years, you know, it has been a welcome change for them all. So I don't think anybody begrudged them the actual um, no, no, definitely yeah, the success from it. But maybe with the exception of one player. But, but um, I think you know, given given the weird season that all sports have had as well, I think the fact that it's still been really enjoyable and it just shows you know how much the fans just want to see it as well because that's the thing. So I mean, it is it is good. I, I honestly tonight I can't wait for Super Bowl. It's like been that big hyped moment, you know, in terms of like a sporting event, and you know we 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 watch it every year. Yeah. Um, and so the idea that you know I've I've taken a day off tomorrow, you know, even though I'm working from home, and it seems a little bit pointless to take a day off. <laughs> It's just that's how much I want to make sure I'm dedicating that time to it, right? That just makes sense. Uh, I've also got time off thing. as well, so yeah. you know, yeah. so can wait. But um, <laughs> well, yeah, priorities. Oh, we can, we can make T-shirts with that one. People would buy that. Work can wait. There we go. Beer and bands. <laughs> Our faces on the back. And let's not ruin it, James. Let's not ruin um, my face on the back. You're that's right. I mean, that's, the, oh, that's the thing that actually ruins it the most. Um, but yeah, so. 
Sorry, you said there was one player you would begrudge. Who, who would that be? Well, uh, uh, one mention his name a little bit later. Um, I'm sure it'll come on quite soon, if I'm honest, because I'm actually about to talk about the two teams. So uh, this is probably one of the ones that people are really hyped about the most for the Super Bowl because it's probably really, really close. And if hand on heart, the game could go either way. It's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be less than seven points in the eventual winner. Yeah, I was thinking... Some, so my, my prediction was going to be 30-something to 20-something, probably to Chiefs. I still okay. think Chiefs should have the edge. I mean, don't get me wrong, okay? Bucks defensively are going to be good. But I just think... I don't know, the amount of mistakes that Brady's been making... There's, we'll drop the name well, right there. As well, like, he's been heavily saved by his defense, right? Like, and well, that's the thing, so... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers you know, defense has, like, literally... They always... The, the classic saying is, offense wins games, defense wins championships. No. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense has been... Absolutely amazing, absolutely yeah. outstanding. I mean, even players that are like more on the fringes have really come to the forefront throughout the playoffs and saved their team as well. You know, so uh, the, it's really exciting to watch those guys play. But on the flip side as well, Kansas City Chiefs are, are very much an offensive team, yeah. so it's going to be a proper chess battle and a really closely fought match. Yeah. So, and um, on similar sides of it, however, on the the weakest, so-called weaker sides of the two teams. They're not particularly weak either because the Buccaneers are stacked at wide receiver. You've got you know uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, Antonio yeah. Brown. I'm not too sure whether he's healthy for the game or not. It's very much in the questionable thing. I still but, not been. Yeah, um, was it Scotty Miller who can turn on the burners like no end? He's really really fast. Then you got Rob Gron- uh, Gronkowski again. Yeah. Really, really successful tight end, and you've got Leonard Fournette and uh, Ronald Jones in running back. So it's not like it's you know they're lacking on any particular yeah. point. Yeah. On uh, the Kansas City defensive side, you got the likes of like Frank Clark and you know, you know, again some really, really talented players who could really cause an upset and make yeah. game-changing interceptions or tackles. Yeah. So. I think it's across the, the whole board, it's really bad. To be honest, the, the biggest question mark is probably going to be special teams. But again, games can be won and lost by such fine margins when it comes to that. So it's, it's going to be really, really good. Yeah, um, And I think it'll be one of those as well where sometimes, like some games, you know within the first couple of quarters which way it's going to go. I think this will really go right down to the fourth and you you won't have any idea until the last play. And that's the thing. But I think, I don't know, I just put... I put. I, I mean, I said Chiefs was my pick. So when we picked in our own little draw, yeah. Chiefs was was going to be my pick for for winner, um, because Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, which I picked uh, Bills because I thought. Yeah, I thought which I think was was my coach. solid second choice yeah. as well. To be fair, so. Um, uh, but yeah, so I do think Chiefs will have the edge. Um, obviously, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have always been my second team because I've got a strong affiliation through Tampa Bay Lightning. I've, you know, I've been and seen yeah. the game in yeah. 2015 at Raymond James Stadium as well. So And you love Tom Brady as well, right? So like that's just really helps the well, whole thing. Well, it's one of those things where <laughs> either way, I win because... Yeah, if Tom Brady wins, is it is it seventh, seventh rank, yeah. is it? So Well, if, if Tampa Bay Buccaneers win, the Bucs win, my wife will be happy because she's a fan, you know, and they're my second team anyway, so, you know, that's quite good. On the right, on the other side, the flip side of the coin, if Kansas City Chiefs win, that means Brady loses. So again, it's a win-win scenario for me. So, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no real negative. Yeah, yeah so, the only loser is Tom Brady, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so... Right. <laughs> I just I, I don't know I, I would it's part of me that is if he wins his seventh ring would he retire in which case but he wouldn't absolutely and, not because he's a <clears throat> a certain word which I think is banned on the, <laughs> on the podcast but uh, well to be honest if he wins 
with Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it does pretty much silence the argument about who's the greatest of all time. I'm still going to argue that because I don't believe he is the greatest of all time, and he's still no. I think there's a don't worry. If, a he, br- if he brings an A game out tonight, then but, but there's a bit of there's a big difference between yeah. being the best, the greatest of all time, or the most successful. There is no doubt he's his, his level of success. success. Yeah, and to be fair, people go, oh, he's doing it without any key players. No, maybe in the last couple with the Patriots. We had the logs of Randy Moss for God's sake. I mean, yeah. I could throw a ball and Randy Moss would catch it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It, it's, he but hasn't also, done it without key but parts. also like. As I say, if you see some of Tom Brady's performance this season, he's made a lot of mistakes. I mean, the game against Packers, which they only narrowly won, was not because of Brady's performance by any stretch. No. It was their defence. To be completely honest, if Aaron um, Rodgers was playing for the Buccaneers rather than the Packers, and it was the other way around, the Buccaneers would have absolutely annihilated the Packers and he wouldn't yeah. have been so close. Yeah. Um, you know, but again, it's all about yeah. having the right team behind right you place. and that thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's going to be a really, really interesting game um, I am looking forward to it so but yes I mean that's probably a little bit geekiness when it comes to the NFL but we have to do it you know. yeah we got, we got to do it because that's the thing Super Bowl is the big thing for us right at this point uh, especially around this time of the year as well so you know and it's that combination really so especially the weird seasons that we've had of different things so um, yeah. <laughs> just weird everything I think yeah exactly it's just one of those It's a, it, it feels a little bit of normality for me that's the thing I like about Super Bowl at this point it you know almost feels like at least it's something we've done every year so it's kind of like you know yeah yeah it's definitely a um, a hint of normality in a otherwise unnormal (laughs) 12 months Uh, but yeah that was Boondoggle which is from Ringwood Brew if you haven't tried it give it a bash now um, our next one which is the Peter Falk for this episode is from Jack Rabbit Brewery I'm I'm worried about this one and it's a double dry hopped uh, double IPA now, this was recommended to us by Rodders on the Beers, which is a someone who we got to talking to throughout the whole Movember um, thing we did in November to raise like money for uh, Movember. Now, he recommended this, said it was absolutely great drink, so this is all on you, um, <laughs> Rodders. Now, I will... I'll, I will say about Rodders now, uh, he's based in Essex. However, when I did watch one of the uh, Instagram lives they were doing, you know, you can like pick up with a bit of a twang. Obviously, it so, yeah. felt very familiar. Uh, and although he's in Essex now, and he tries to you know, be a bit more at market, he's actually from Warsaw. Uh, oh, wow. He's one of those that <laughs> pretends them a little bit. Yeah, yeah so, uh, yeah, lovely bloke. Uh, sorry for outing you, Rodders. Um, but yeah, so that's the reason why we ended up with this one, because they said it was a cracking... Uh, now all of his friends in Essex. I'm not from Warsaw. Don't listen to him. It's all nice. Where is this Warsaw you speak of? Just don't go there. Don't, don't go, go there. there. It's like the um, the part of the Lion King. What's that dark place over there? We don't go over there. We don't, we don't, we don't talk about that don't place. The Deadlands. But yeah, so um, the double dry hopped double IPA is 8%. Um, it contains barley, oats, wheat, oh, hops, and yeast. Now, James is a oh, massive wheat. fan of wheat. I see, I was worried about the eight <clears> percent. Now I'm worried about wheat. It's got calypso and citra hops, hazy, and it's, it says juicy and hoppy, uh, mandarin tropical fruit flavors. So I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping for the tropical fruit. I'm not gonna lie. I feel, I feel something... like it will be incredibly hoppy. I'm, I'm expecting that in terms of the aftertaste. So. I was expecting it to be a little bit lighter in colour, I suppose. It's a bit more of a golden 
touch towards amber colour. Uh, very hazy. Um, you can smell the hops in it, but it's not one of those ones that's a big smack of hops. You can just tell there is a, a distinctive hoppy uh, scent to it. You know, you're looking very quizzical after that. Sip. It's quizzical because normally when you have a, a double dry hopped IPA like this, you'd expect loads of hops as a kind of a really bitter aftertaste. Yeah. That's very pleasant. I'm not going to lie. That is. You look really, really confused yeah. a bit. Though. I think it just the hop, the hops hit you a little bit sooner than they normally do, but it's nowhere near as harsh. It's almost tang rather than the actual bitterness. But I don't think that's as bitter. It's very it's well, very I'm, peculiar. But I'm clearly picking up more of the bitterness than yourself. But you normally so, see. But you normally pick up the start of the beer yeah. more than the aftertaste, and I think that's why I think actually a lot of the bitterness is at the start, not the after. Well, actually, no, me for personally. me, I pick up the hoppy bitterness at the start but then that does carry all the way through towards the end i pick up a little bit more of the fruity notes at the end however that hop flavor for me just carry through the whole of the beer it's probably on the side of being a bit too bitter for myself but i can imagine this is one that you would really really yeah i think that's thing i think but i think you're right though it's not because the bitterness is throughout the whole body it's not like this real big hit at the end. Yeah, there's no smack. So actually, it's far more pleasant to drink. It's far. It's it's quite a smooth IPA, it is, which it is, is a quite, very smooth, and that's what I think is really off-putting about it, really, because you're like you're expecting that hit of bitterness. Yeah, yeah, punchy at the end. Um, I think yeah, I can get some of the fruit towards the end because I think actually a lot of the tropical notes are very much after the aftertaste. Um, I think maybe more tropical notes through the body might be a little bit more pleasant, I think, in terms of flavour profile, but um, it's 8%. You can taste the strength. You can taste... I was like, to be fair, you only really pick up the, the actual but strength of it really towards the end when the fruity flavours come in. You might mm. like, actually, that, that alcohol is really adding yeah. to the, hot, the overall experience of that beer. Um, I personally... I wouldn't, it's mm. not not enjoyable. It's, yeah, it is an enjoyable drink, but with that overall hoppiness, it is one of those ones of I would be one and done. Yeah. Whereas, well, to be fair, the more I'm thinking <clears throat> of it as well, it is very dry aftertaste. Yeah. And that's thing. So I think it is one of those where this isn't something you're going to have a whole session on because you'll, you'll end up having to, uh, you know, as Kev would, neck a carling or something just to uh, <laughs> think. And nobody wants to be doing that, right? Like, yeah, you haven't know. Kev for a while. No, I haven't, no. He's, he's still in the bushes, even during COVID. He's staying two <laughs> metres apart, though. That's the that's the important thing. It's all about so, the trench coat. Yeah, um, it's that weird mask he wears with the zip, though. I don't understand what that is, but I'm sure I'm sure it's safe. That's why he wears that like weird like red gag thing as well. Well, well. I don't quite understand that one, but maybe yeah. it's Red Nose Day or something. But he's just not going. Oh, slip down. Yeah, oh, right, yeah, okay. yeah. Might be that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, oh. Kev. Um... <laughs> He'll still listen. Hey. <laughs> he's got nowhere else to go, has he? <laughs> It's like with Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome at this point. <laughs> it doesn't feel safe if he's not getting. Oh dear. Anyway. Uh, right. So yeah, that was the uh, double dry hopped uh, double IPA from Jackrabbit Brewing Company. If you like hoppy big hitters, definitely give it a blast. It's it is a lot smoother than what you expect, but yeah, it's definitely it is worth experiencing if you're trying to broaden your horizons. But yeah. quite different styles of beer that are available. I know these are quite popular at the minute as well. So. Um, I can't yeah. believe I'm going to say it, but I think maybe maybe the guy from Warsaw has good taste. What am I what am I saying? Maybe, maybe that's just the Essex part. <laughs> maybe <laughs> must be must be. Yeah, so I believe you've been um, quite hyped about something that's coming up. Yeah, something that's coming up in uh, March. Um, and, and that's soon. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's towards the end of March, but uh, and it's nothing to do with Marvel for a change, which oh. is uh, 
It is Disney Plus, though, because oh, we, okay. are, we are sponsored. <laughs> it seems like we are. I'm not going to lie. We really should get some sort of sponsorship from Disney Plus. Because we are we all, To be honest, though, it's one of the things. You exhaust, like, Netflix. You exhaust Amazon yeah. Prime. I mean, normal television is just utterly horrendous because there's nothing that you want to watch. No. You watch all the sport and, you know, the wheels are falling off. <laughs> yeah, which is just like... And I think it's one of those... Disney Plus was a slow burner in the sense of a lot of the content they had planned is all coming out this year. So yeah. actually, the last year and a half of it being out has been pretty much pointless, but now suddenly you've got all this massive hit of really big stuff. Well, um, I believe it's the 23rd of February that uh, the Star stuff is coming on, and literally yeah. like an absolute yeah. load of Loads of new TV and shows and stuff, films, yeah. which is just crazy. I mean, you know, um, and that's thing, the amount of content they're adding to it and stuff like that, I think clearly they've, they've, they've started to hit the market quite... Well, now and I think we'll just well, especially if they have how expensive Netflix is in comparison, and I'm like, I'm watching more on Disney Plus than I am Netflix at but the moment. So I'm like, Disney why Plus, am I paying fourteen pounds for what, it? What's crazy though is mm. Disney Plus does have less content <laughs> than Netflix. It but, does, but it's just it's more appealing content. It's, saying, the same, difference so, is though, you can have more, know. but if it's more crap, then it doesn't make any difference. Yeah, exactly. In that so. sense, so, um, no, I'm completely with you. To be fair, they kind of made it very minimalistic, but it just works every time you go on. There's there's something. So, Mighty Ducks game changers. That's what I'm excited for. So finally, the Mighty Ducks are back after. Let's be honest. Two back. Two good. Two good movies. A couple of really bad movies as well. <laughs> you know, uh, but that happens, right? <laughs> I mean, Tremors. Not all the Tremor movies are good. Okay. I mean, Tremors is outstanding. We just won't even. Uh, I won't even take that as a. Sorry, I, the first the first one is amazing. The second, second one is, one's great. Second one's all right. Second one's great. Third one, third one is terrible. <laughs> like, okay, I think there's and there's five, isn't there? I don't I know if so, Kevin yeah. Bacon's in the fifth one as well. No, I don't I, think did he come back? I think no, oh, yeah, he, he came, came back, back for the fifth yeah, one. Yeah. And that's the thing, just the random cameos. But um, you know, they've got Coach Bombay again. The thing that confused me about <clears> it was the um, the like blurb of what it was because apparently you've got the elite Mighty Ducks team because they're you know actually the good team now. They're well, almost that's like, not realistic, is it? <laughs> Thanks. They're almost, I suppose, from the original, they're like the Blackhawks then, so they're like the really good team, the elite. And one of the kids the Black gets... Hawks. Huh? The Blackhawks are shocking as well at the minute. Well, yeah. I'm thinking... That... Keeping the movie universe, all right. And then, so apparently a kid... Oh, you mean like the Tampa Bay Lightning? Yeah, they're thanks. They're actually good. Yeah, yeah. they're actually good. Cool. So imagine, imagine that that's obviously who the Mighty Ducks are based off of, right? So uh, the Mighty Ducks kick one of these kids out, and he basically cries to his mom. And his mom goes to Coach Bombay and says, can you start a rookie team to go against the Mighty Ducks, essentially? So it's not... This is the thing that's confusing about the Mighty Ducks. It's almost like they're forming a team to go against the Mighty Ducks to kind of say, well, you're not the real Mighty Ducks anymore. You've kind of lost the underdog side of it. So it's kind of reforming and restarting and kind of... So it seems like they're very much going back to the roots of it as well. So kind of like love of the game because they kind of did the weird national team hockey and then they did a weird college hockey kind of uh, like story in some of the other movies so it's kind of going, going back to the roots of just like a small rookie junior hockey team so it could be good but at the same time it, it just it's one of those where you, I'm a bit worried it's too cheesy and then can, can I be completely think, honest it sounds rubbish it sounds utter crap I think it'll be good though I, oh, think, I, th- good. I think it sounds utterly horrendous now the whole idea of bringing back the Mighty Ducks I was like I was a bit sceptical in the first place. And now what you've just told me, I'm like... It's not like the Mighty Ducks. No. That's, the thing, that's what confused me. It doesn't well, sound like it's the Mighty Ducks. In real life, the Mighty Ducks aren't the Mighty Ducks anymore. They're just the Ducks. Because even they realise that they're so terrible, they can't even carry the word Mighty. So they're just like... And it is a shame because the, the, old, the old jersey was a lot better as well, to be fair. Yeah, so. It really was. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is one of the sad truths. Rather than a duck foot. It's good. Yeah, though. I mean, it's, it is quite relevant, though, because they're always at the foot of the table. So... 
they're forcing their conference right now. They're, they're okay. You've gone very high pitch there, James. They're fourth okay? at the moment. <laughs> they might have played one more game than any other team there at the moment, but they're fourth. Yeah, they're kind of like the Ottawa of the uh, Western Seaboard, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, people who actually follow hockey will understand that reference. Yeah. The rest of everybody else will be like, what? What are they talking about? Ottawa Senators are crap. That's all we need to know. Oh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I think the, part of the other reason, of course, because NHL's kind of restarted mid-January. Like It's a shortened season again, isn't it? It's like 50, yeah. 50 odd games instead of the 80. But um, I've just started watching a bit more of it, I think. Especially now, kind of, NFL's coming to a close tonight. It's kind of what I naturally go into a little bit more again. So, um, but you know, we'll we'll kind of cut the uh, sports talk because all the sports, you know, all those non-sports very, people, just very like, sports heavy so far. Yeah, it is. Yeah. No, uh, for me, the uh, I, I haven't seen any real appeal with the whole Mighty Dust TV series. Some TV series, I think, series, it's just I, think the I think it's just bringing it back a little bit. So there'll be the nostalgia. And <clears throat> the thing for me, I'm hoping depends how they they pull it off and what it actually is in terms of content. Like, but I think it'd be good to have like a hockey, ice hockey kind of sport TV show as well, rather than a movie. You True. actually get a bit more development of characters, hopefully, and a bit more development of, of, you know, maybe actually the training element to it and stuff like that. And actually that could be quite fun to see it be a bit more technical in execution rather than just kind of like, they suddenly are really good. Sorry, if they actually um, want to show a bit more like the grassroots kind of thing of how it all works with the different tiers and yeah. coming up that way, maybe I can kind of yeah. understand and that's, that. And that's the other thing as well. I'm hoping we get more on ice gameplay as well, kind of thing. And that won't do. Thing. I'm hoping so. I can pray, okay? I can pray. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know why. I think it's it just seems like a cash cow for me. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's Disney, right? So that, that is kind yeah, of but they know They know it's a big brand. They know they can bring it back. They know people will, will kind of, like me, will, will, will Johnny, watch it. It only makes sense like if they're going to change the Anaheim Ducks back to the Mighty Ducks. Realistically, from my point, but who knows? Um, but I don't know. I think for me as well, I think just given a lot of the other Disney Plus original TV shows that have come out, they've been quite good, and so there's a bit of hope that if they do similarly good execution, then you know, it will be it'll be all right. It'll be all right. I'm I'm positive for it. You know. Also, it's the Ducks, so I'm kind of like I'm gonna love it no matter what. It could be the worst <laughs> TV show ever made, and I'll still be like renew it for season two, renew it for season two. Who knows? John- Luke Skywalker could come in at the end, right? It's Disney, so. <laughs> So, Disney as a whole, I do think traditional kind of Disney stuff has really taken a bit of a, a wobble recently. I think it's kind of been able to take with the likes of Marvel. Yeah. Obviously, we've always got the Star which Wars. Is why, which is why they've away. gone through the acquisitions. They've been clever to know that a lot of that's taken a hit. But to be honest, my favourite stuff at the moment is actually Pixar. Yeah. Well, Pixar, yeah. Pixar is always is Pixar always has just thing, always right? been amazing. I yeah. mean, I, I watched another um, one of their films recently, which was Coco. Coco's really good. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll Have you watched Soul yet? Soul, uh, no. Soul's, Soul's amazing, honestly. Like that, that, that is actually like, and that's thing. They, they're kiddish films, and they're kind of child appropriate, but they have real adult themes throughout yeah. them. And like, you know, and I think that's where they really hit the nail on the head. Of it's really playful and fun, but actually, you know, there's quite dark moments in it and stuff like that. I mean, Coco's all about death, right? As well, it's, well, it's, you know, it's so, the Day of the Dead. It's yeah, the um, Mexican festival, isn't it? About celebrating your dead, which yeah. is. Basically, closely associated to our All Souls Day, yeah, um, which is like the uh, end of October, start of November, uh, which, of course, in America was adapted into Halloween. Yeah, you know, it's it's all basically the same festival and stuff. And I'll, to be honest, I was intrigued by Coco, but the one thing that was putting me off was people told me it was a musical. Now, 
I hate musicals, yeah. uh, which I've been very vocal about in like previously. However, the thing I hate about musicals is when they suddenly burst into song for like no apparent reason. Yeah. Where that's not the, the music case. is very much entwined with the story and what they're doing at the well, time. It's about you know musicians, uh, musicians isn't it? Yeah. Uh, or mariachi, as they call mm. them in Mexico. So yeah, there's a very distinct mariachi thing that yeah. goes through their whole culture. Uh, and they could very like kind of nomadic. So when the singing kind of comes through, it's all in perfect place, yeah. rather than you know uh, someone just watched their brother die and then all of a sudden they're like, "Why did they kill him?" <laughs> Start off, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Sorry, can we, can we have a little bit more of that? I that mean, was that's beautiful. About, that's about as good as you're gonna get. Oh, if you um, can clip that, so we get that. <laughs> I'll clip you in a minute. Um, no, that's yeah, amazing. It's um, just all about like. Yeah. I know. I know. I mean, it has to be in a particular yeah. place, or a you know, it has to make sense. Whereas a, a lot of don't. old Disney musical kind of, when they have the music throughout the whole thing, quite a lot of the songs do always seem a little bit out of the place. And the thing I, uh, and while we're on the subject, I'll quickly riff through my hatred of a lot of the new reimagined Disney films. You know the live action ones, and like I purposely haven't watched any of them because it just, they will just uh, ruin the originals. And, and most of them do. I think Beauty and the Beast was all right. Hated. Like, I hate Beauty the, and the Beast the anyway, so I won't watch that. But that's thing. I hate the actual normal movie. The remake's actually okay. I wonder why you're watching like, that. Okay. Uh, nothing to do with Emma Watson. No, 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 no. I, I that, that right forearm started to get a little bit bigger, isn't it, James? How, how is lockdown going for? Firstly, I love the Beast. Let me just. <laughs> that's why I watch it. <laughs> Like that, Hugh <laughs> McGregor is a candlestick as well. Really grass hold of that. Um, but then you know, Aladdin was weird, and the thing for me, Aladdin, like without Robin Williams, is well, Aladdin, like just it's not the same. They uh, they they obviously what they did. What I liked about it is they didn't try and say we're going to copy it. They yeah. tried to make it their own, but it's still not the same and it's not Aladdin is just a spectacular feat just on its own it didn't need to be messed with like for me like the sequels that are nobody's ever watched any of the sequels to the movies because they're terrible but But (laughs) one of my personal favourites from when when I was younger is Pete's Dragon the original Pete's Dragon was fantastic I'm refusing to watch the remake because I know know they'll ruin it and you know it sounded like Dumbo. Dumbo again, classic. But yeah, I think also a lot of the newest ones, like Lion King and stuff like that, they cut a lot of the musical elements to it. But actually, then it's just it's almost like watching a wildlife documentary without learning anything about the wildlife. You're expecting David Attenborough to come on yeah, it at so, some point. And it's so essentially, Lion King without the music is right. a, officially a crap version of Hamlet because that's literally <laughs> all Lion King gets. So yeah, pr- pr- pretty much. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think you get uh, the yeah. odd like one or two songs, but that's it, right? You know. Uh, again, and let's put this way: I didn't care when Muster uh, Mustafa died. I can't say his name. Who? Mustafa. What? Why? What's his name? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, we are. Oh, we're not. totally. We're, we're totally not. So, what was his name? Sorry. 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 Uh, no, no. What no, were you saying? No, what were you saying? Let's not read a podcast over this. You oh, no, 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 no. I want to know exactly what name you're saying because I know for a fact you're going to get a completely wrong route. So please continue. What? What name was it? I think I said Musa. So Mustafa, so not Mufasa, no. Mufasa. So you just, yeah. No, this is what I think. Just going like again, two completely different cultures, and what we're doing is just smashing them together with no grace, <laughs> poise, or delicacy. Just like yeah, just fuse them all together. Yeah? And you know what? That that right there, that is the perfect explanation of what the new reimagined Disney films are. And I think we'll, we'll move on from that, Chris. 
with that, that, that genuinely that's your saving gambit after what that, that what you've just done your saving gambit is oh out. yes yes um, yeah it's perfect yeah example. perfect example yeah the, the you know the metaphor uh, well, of, though, though, what people can't see is the pretentiousness that you put on your face so trying to genuinely justify <laughs> your see that I have a mental breakdown oh man <laughs> oh Mustafa Mustafa yeah. I mean it's Mufasa but okay I'm trying to think, I must be fusing it with somebody else as well. Like, I'm, I'm getting two of them just fused into one. Anyway, carry on. Thanks. That was quite possibly one of the highlights of my day. <laughs> what, me being an idiot? There you go. I mean, to be fair, you've got to have a purpose in life, James. And I think you said that's why you want to put a, you know, the origins of putting a microphone in front of us was just so that all the random rubbish that I come out with, you might eventually capture one of the really stupid ones and be like, what did you say? <laughs> you know what? While, while I'm at it, because, you know, I've thrown myself under the bus, so I'll throw okay. somebody else. In for a penny, in for a pound. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I was doing a family quiz with my girlfriend, and we were doing capital cities, right? Okay. <laughs> and so the idea is... Yeah, yeah, you get given yeah. a capital city, and then you had to give the country. And so the capital city, and this must be like the 10th one, so you would have thought she would have got the principle of it by that point, was Athens, and her answer was Rome. Which just, ah, oh, I mean, yeah. there's no just no to, accounting for the. Uh, and that's why that's why we're, we're made for each. Other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you really Mustafa. are, aren't you? <laughs> Mustafa. Right. It was the fact that. Well, let's no, put this way. You say the wrong name. You're also saying it wrong. That's the best part of it. Let's, so. let's put it this way. We we found the uh, the name of the uh, podcast <laughs> episode. <laughs> Well, I was actually going to call it the uh, Super Bowl one. I don't know if I can then. Who's <laughs> <laughs> Mustafa? Mustafa. Mustafa. Oh. Uh, right, so, yeah, that was the uh, Double Dry Hops, uh, Double IPA from Jack Rabbit, which I believe, was it Manchester? Uh, no. <laughs> Lawford, Lawford, Manning Tree. No idea where that is. Manning Tree. Yeah, yeah. So, haven't got a clue. That's uh, back in England. Oh, thanks, I don't. Here for all the for, for the international viewers, you know. Viewers, viewers, yeah. Oh, I mean. hate my sister. Yeah, there you go. She's ingrained that in my head. Oh yeah, I, I watch. I watched you. Don't blame your sister. I your sister lives in a compl- on the opposite side of the globe. You can't blame your sister for doing that. I, I can. <laughs> uh, speaking of the opposite side of the globe, I uh, say this, the, this actually hails from the same place. The around the world from this episode is Kaiju Crush, which is a Australian beer, I believe. Yeah. So um, I think this this is a yeah, beer, beer fifty two one. To be fair. Um, oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. So, so not it's, sponsored uh, but. from Dandenong. Dandenong. Never heard of it. Victoria <laughs> State, anyway. Victoria. Yeah. Dandenong. Um, Dandenong. Uh, so it's a tropical pale ale. Uh, Firstly, I love the artwork. Yeah. That was the thing for me. It was such like, fun artwork. Like, it's very Australian humour. Yeah. Uh, so it's got a little pineapple doing a little peace sign, which looks half-baked in the sunshine on the beach. Looks perfect. Uh, also, I am a massive fan of the, the size of the can, because rather than the standard 330, it's 375ml, which I think, given the amount of those that I got in the box, I think must just be a standard for them in terms of like the smaller okay. size, which I think is quite cool. Um, you know, because right. you get more beer always. Yeah, so three seven five mil, four point seven percent. After generations of kaiju interacting with the local flora, new species arose. The fruit just found the balmy weather and laid back pace in tropical climes to their liking, settling many remote islands, but always on guard for those who would seek to exploit their mouth-watering juiciness and impeccable balance. <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, the people who write these those, blogs at the uh, back of cans, like, they, must, bollocks, they must be getting drunk on the beer first. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that, that's definitely like six cans in, isn't it? Uh, as, as my friend likes to say, like you've got, he's got four can coal, where he's still copus mentis, and you've got eight can coal, where he's lost it. He'll wake up like cut smeared in his own feces with like two dogs sitting on his head. So I mean, yeah, there's, there's a distinct level where things kind of. Is change. there? A, is there a story there? Um, <laughs> Not one me, you can tell. The time, yeah. um, I mean, I've already thrown him under the bus, so yeah. pro- probably shouldn't. But yeah, so uh, tropical pale ale. Um, I have high hopes for this, I think. Okay, do you want to have a go for it first then? or No, I'll let you, I'll let you have a okay, go for it. So it is very clear, uh, very pale in its appearance. A little bit kind of a cross between, like, I'd probably say like a pale ale and maybe like a lagerous look. Yeah, very light aroma. But you I think can smell the fruit in Yeah, you off. can, and that's what I'm hoping that's what comes through, to be fair. Because if, if this is kind of a very subtle, understated tropical beer, I think it could be very good. It is very subtle and very understated. However, I'm trying to work out if that's actually because of the beer, or what we've had, before, or because, because of the, it was 8%. the double dry hot beer, which is overpowering the senses, and uh, you know, you know what happens after yeah. you have like a really strong beer, like you can't really pick up the other flavours as much. So hopefully, by the time that uh, we've worked our way through a little bit of it, we might be able to pick up more. It is very light, it's very delicate. It can pick up fruity light. tones. Yeah. Um, it's very sessionable as well. Yeah, I think also because we've come from an eight eight percent. This is four point seven percent, but actually tastes even weaker than that for me personally. I don't get even. It's I'd say this is like three or three point five. Mm. If I was just on kind of initial reaction, so. Yeah no, um, it 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 is very, it's easy drinking. It is very smooth. I will. I'll be honest. I don't think that's. Maybe that is the jackrabbit, but I don't. There's enough fruit or flavour in it too. I, I think it's a bit too weak. For me personally, I think um, they've relied a bit too much on the hops to give it the floral tones yeah. rather than the actual putting any extra fruit yeah. to it. I think it kind of could do with a bit of both, maybe a bit more oomph. Yeah, and yeah. this also, this is always one of the things I always think when we try beers from around the world is this a beer that's actually meant to be, be drank at a warmer temperature, perhaps? Rather than kind of chill, because we tend to chill beers anyway as standard for most beers that we have. Oh, especially we in England, it's bloody cold. But also, especially a tropical pale, we would have yeah. thought... Yeah, summer ice drink, cold with ice cold. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas actually, maybe that bit of heat might bring some of the flavour out of it. Bring a bit more it. fruity yeah. um, tones um, out of it, yeah. Yeah, especially from the hoppiness, because like I say, it's just a bit nothing-y. But also, the more I'm drinking of it, it's not building anything up or anything like that. So, um, I mean, it's very pleasant. It's very drinkable. It is drinkable. And, and I think, you know, during summer, I can imagine it being very nice. But for me personally, I want a bit more hit. And maybe that's just because of the um, juxtaposition from, you know, the jackrabbit. Maybe that's mm. why it seems a bit weaker. I don't know, but... It's definitely the, the lack of complexity, I But think. I just it's think just... 4.7%, I would have still expected a bit more of a hit, even going from that, you know. Because mm. I don't think... You're not going massively down from it. No. I hate to say, it's almost like drinking a Bud Light with a little bit of tropical. <laughs> like, there is a little bit of tropical... You can definitely get the tropical notes. But well, definitely so... not compare it to a Bud Light, because that's just horrendous. But, um... <laughs> no, but I just... It's that kind of really typical, very light lager that is very watered down really not much flavour to it not really kind of any strength at all Um, you know yeah so well actually thinking about uh, like different things as well we will I know we've been talking about sport a lot but I think we can't not mention about the Six Nations briefly coming back yeah and then you know that's our three favourite sports in each section (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> we're very only very briefly talking about it. We won't uh, talk about it too much. But yeah, the Six Nations starting started back this weekend. Yeah. There have been a couple of uh, upsets. Um, not mainly your because... Not uh, your France. <laughs> well, I mean, France is probably the only real predictable one. Uh, France, like, absolutely annihilated Italy. Uh, England were utterly shocking against uh, Scotland. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, Scotland should have scored a hell of a lot more than what they did because it was handed to them on the plate. I've never seen... I, I no. don't think I've actually ever seen a worse game of rugby. Not international. Just a worst, worst game, game of rugby, rugby was horrendous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was. Four, I mean, just too, me, four, just too many penalties. Just too many penalties. There was four well, players so. that deserved the cap for me, and that was Stuart Hogg, Johnny Gray, the two from Scotland, Mauro Toji from England, uh, and Luke Cavendicky when he came on uh, twenty minutes before the end. Everybody else, I mean, just needs to go and have like hard look in the mirror and go. Yeah. If you want to stay in the national squad. Need to perform better, and that's on both teams. I think that's very good. You want to turn up and actually want to have it. It's almost like they just turned up and was like, "Yeah, we're just here to kind of like a Saturday. Yeah, we're just here to just kick it around." Yeah, it was terrible. terrible. They just couldn't be bothered, and you could tell Mm -hmm. that. Uh, I think that's where the lack of fans kind of makes a big difference as well. Yeah, but it's also it's just that momentum thing, right? As well, like you want to win that first game, and and normally the first game is the one they put a lot of effort and enthusiasm into. That's why it was so shocking, I think, as well. Because like if that's the first game, how bad is it going to get? Um, I think the biggest worry, right? So we England's got Italy next, right? And so France obliterated them. I mean, if we lose against Italy, which I hope doesn't happen, to be honest, you, the, the you wouldn't be surprised um, based on the did, thing. Exactly. Many yeah. penalties we did yesterday. If they do the yeah. same again, Italy will. Yeah, and that's thing, and that that's just shocking to think that's yeah. how how much you know in a year has changed completely. Exactly. So it's just completely different. Like, and you know, oh, well, we had uh, Ireland Wales today as well. Ireland uh, threw away a lead for Wales to win. Now. There's that red card, wasn't there? Like, yeah. Four, yeah, it was a so. shoulder charge straight to the head from Peter O'Mahony, which, which I'm too honest, yeah. he needs to have a lengthy ban. Um, yeah, because no, the way, like they, because they kept just replaying it as well. Because it's only going, it's only going to be uh, a wrong direction, yeah. and that person's never walking again. So it, for I me, think it was the know, first. Was it the first red card of a Irish player in Six Nations? I think or something stupid like that. Yeah, oh, okay. as well. And that's saying like, and it was. An obvious one as well. Like, there's just no excuse for that Could kind of play. No, should be banned for at least ten weeks, in my opinion, maybe not longer. So. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Because that's. But the thing is, the whole reason they've got to do that is to stop that kind of play. Because you know it cannot go to that. You know, it's just too unsafe. You know. But yeah, so uh, it's definitely been an interesting start for Six Nations. Um, if, if I'm completely honest, I think it's anybody's game. And at the moment, I think you're smart. But you've got to be on France. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen enough from any. Probably They're the only other... one who's had like the most solid performance of, of any game in terms of like pure dominance. And to be completely so honest, I genuinely like. think right. it'll be France, and if it's not France, it'll be Ireland. Um, I can't imagine yeah. any other team. I don't. There hasn't been a good enough performance across yeah. the board from anybody really to kind of challenge it. Yeah, hopefully, it's early days. Yeah, hopefully well, they bring it back, and that's things. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think France are probably going to be the key ones for the nations yeah. this year. Yeah, and next, week, next weekend isn't about Valentine's Day, it's all about Six Nations. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, what's Valentine's? <laughs> I'm married with kids, mate. Uh, <laughs> Valentine's does not exist anymore. So, <laughs> well, you know, My Valentine's Day isolated as well, so it's not particularly great for most people, <laughs> is it? Like, you know. 
<laughs> but yeah, so uh, I think we're, just we're, order Nando's. Order, order Nando's is a special treat on Valentine's Day. Well, I was actually going to start talking about. It. I was like, one, that's one of the things that we do kind of miss about the whole going to a sporting events and stuff is like finding these like cool little niche eateries or street yeah. food places where you can, you know, try just random different food and like different flavors. You know what? It's it's stupid things like having a whole year of not being able to go out and try things. It's you know when we went to the MLB and there was that like was it. Um, Oh, how big was the hot dog? That massive, two like two, yeah, two foot yeah, so hot twenty-four dog. inch long. Yeah, I was like, I should have bought it. And now I feel like I definitely yeah. should have. And like, I didn't because I was like, oh, that's stupid. But now I'm like, actually, oh, that's no. the kind of thing I would kill to go out and eat somewhere. Just something yeah. round. I mean, to be honest, so. I wasn't bothered about like, the size of it. I was like, to be fair, I'll quite happily tackle it. I was more concerned about paying twenty-five quid for it. Yeah, but well, yeah, but yeah, that's because I'm tight. When, but, when uh, it was fifteen quid for a six-inch anyway. <laughs> there is that. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's that type of thing. We we do. Because when we go to like any kind of sport event, no matter where it is, we try to make a like a full event of it. It's like yeah. a whole day or a whole weekend, and yeah, yeah we just like to. Which is the thing. way you should do sport, in my opinion. Yeah, right? well, when we went yeah. to um, the NFL in Wembley in London, um, and everybody was like trying to pile into the tube to go home, we were clever and like booked a Premier in like not you know, a few miles down the way. So we just walked, found this little random little best um, best street we had. Babe. It was like it was Turkish or Syrian kind of like. Uh, like yeah. bar and absolutely fantastic. It was had this amazing. really amazing like dance floor function room underneath, yeah, and we but, always joke like if we ever did something like we'd come here because this would be amazing. Yeah, right? brilliant. Yeah, um, it was really nice, really yeah. friendly, and like yeah, just again discovering like different things like that. Yeah. Um, there's always a, ra- a random like smokehouse somewhere or some really cool like random yeah. burgers to try. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing I think we genuinely, genuinely feel. It's like, like the MLB when we went to the uh, that brewery, like. Yeah, London like, Yards. Yeah, that was that was amazing. That was the best. To be fair, that was probably the best like place you could mm. go to as well because you know it's just full of baseballers. But actually, the fact that it wasn't crammed, like the stadium was crammed, that was actually relatively easy to get into, and you could pretty much get on all the stuff you wanted to. To be fair, yeah, so, it was good. Yeah. I mean, it was really enjoyable. And we got our own like uh, baseball cards and something made as well, didn't we? So yeah, just more, getting absolutely steaming. More more depressed that we can't be there. To- <laughs> Well, yeah, that wasn't the intention. It was more about thinking about the. Uh, no, I'm just about all the good times that we can't, yeah. you know. Oh. <laughs> you know, I think food-wise, though, it is it is one of those like we're, we're a big fan of things like the Dickler Dining Club and some of the random kind of like big kind of function events. Well, yeah, but uh, that which kind of leads us in really, doesn't it? It does so. indeed. Uh, so the that was the the Kaiju Crush was the around the world for this episode. Um, and I will say it didn't get any stronger or any more flavoursome no, to be fair no. at all it carried on being quite weak and you know, <laughs> don't mind in a summer's drink very pleasant but there isn't yeah. much to it at all no you definitely need to complement so. it with a, like barbecue food or something like that yeah, yeah. now the wildcard for this episode is wildcard solely because of the design and the name so this is called Strip Club Lube which is made by Church End Brewing Company Oh, Church Farm Brewery Company, I don't yeah. know goes. Um, better name, in, better, better name than Boondoggle. I didn't know it was going to happen, but yeah, better name. Than yeah, which is uh, in Warwick. Uh, now, Strip Club, it's it looks utterly horrendous. It does look like something like proper cheese tagline. Now, Strip Club basically are a strip club street food, which is a burger place. Now, I've actually been to this place as well. I haven't been. I have ordered a burger since. Oh, have you? And it was amazing. Which one did you go for? Uh, just their standard like double decker. The kids. Kind of, yeah. Kind yeah, of, the yeah. one with like. Um, like, like coleslaw and yeah, yeah and like everything you can think of but it was just it was and honestly it was one of the best burgers I've ever had oh yeah it's it was absolutely amazing, amazing. Like, don't get me wrong it's really pricey but yeah it, but then at the same time like any any like the fact that it's delivery as well during Covid and I, I think 
you kind of pay for really good quality. Like, I wouldn't feel bad going to the place and paying that money. I think I always, a bit, when I'm paying delivery, I'm paying the yeah. same price. It feels even pricier, but and you do it. get the quality, to be fair. Well, with yeah. Strip Club, I mean, Strip Club actually do a burger, which I really want to try at some point, which is like a double burger with, like, cheese and everything on it. But then it's got Biscoff spread, like the Lotus Biscoff spread, and also a Biscoff biscuit stuck on the top. And yeah. just... It's that whole that whole sweetness sweet would kind yeah. of work. It'll either be that, like, amazing or horrendous. No, I think it'll be fine. Like honestly, because um, um, there's a great burger place in Derby called Annie's Shack, and they do uh, <laughs> they do a burger a burger called the Vermonter, which is like pancaked burgers, uh, bacon and maple syrup, and it is honestly one of the best burgers I've ever you had. You seem very focused around really Derby nowadays, don't you? Huh? Well, I'm I'm probably moving to Burton on Trent at some point. You know, oh, okay, so. fair well, it's about that. I think they're the same, aren't they? Oh no, is Derby the inbred no, I can Yeah. Yeah, it's in like Warburton's in Bread, yeah. Burton on Trent's the more higher class. Yeah, I believe. yeah, I think that's uh, what they say, yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, yeah, Strip Club Loop. So this is their IPA that they did in collaboration with Church Farm Brewing uh, Limited. So I, I've heard really good things about this, but your face is telling me something completely different. Right, right. Is that off? Like, how long has this been in your uh, thing? No, it was just before lockdown. Which one? <laughs> The, the one we're in. Oh, the one we're in. Okay, no, it just it seems quite acidic. That's, that's kind of what was putting me off, to be fair. Literally, I mean, I know it was freezing cold when I went, so it hasn't been that long. Very acidic. That's why it tastes off to me. But then it could just be because it's coming from what is very nothing-y beer. Well, no, 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 that's... There is a, a distinct kind of, like, citrusy hit. Yeah. So, I, I, don't know, like I, I don't know if that's because it's coming from... The tropical powder that we just had that was very Hopefully, weak, yeah, and that's why uh, citrus is it's that acidic kind of thing mm. that it makes sense. It is the citrus, but Not gonna it, lie. it's a little bit for me. It's too tangy. I think that thing is very kind of. Like, is, it's, I think I think that will. I think this is one of those beers that um, the more you drink of it, the more you'll start to enjoy it because the, that other one was so subtle in its flavour yeah. that will get more and more palatable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. So it is quite uh, clear again, very light in its colour. It is an IPA, so you, um, no real harsh whiteness to it, though. Um, no, that's thing. I, I think apart from, like I say, apart from that citrus hit, which is kind of very dominant, I think, you know. Well, it's got citra, chinook, and admiral hops. Um, well, actually, I've only got quite refreshing. It's not as, hasn't quite got that bitterness bite that you'd expect. I'll be honest, outside of, like, the citrusy acidity, it's quite smooth. You know, it's almost like, for me personally, I think I think maybe it's been ruined by the previous one. Because at the moment, I'm kind of comparing it more to a sour. It's very citrusy, sour kind of thing. I know what you mean. Like, and that's the thing. I think it's just one of those where, for me personally, there's just not enough body to it in mm. terms of flavour. It's not very overpowering like, or like very heavy drink. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, because I think it's so light that the main flavour profile being citrus, that's all you can really taste. I'm not um, gonna lie. I actually really enjoy right. that. Uh, it's probably an IPA that's more akin to my flavour palette than yours. Well, for me personally, like IPA, I, I want a bit more hoppiness towards the end in terms of that bitterness. And actually, this is not bitter at all. It is completely citrusy, fruity. Mm. You know, and I think that's probably why you like it. It's it's almost yeah. more more akin to a pale than it is uh, an IPA. Well. To be fair, so yeah, it's uh, it's not a traditional IPA in my opinion. It's probably it's definitely more more of the like the modern ones, kind of like a. Uh, probably say a not as nice version of the Beverly Hills hop from Holton Turner yeah 
Yeah, like, no, I can. I can get that. Into, yeah, sim- similar kind of profiles, but that's because the um, there's more different hops in there. Where that's like Beverly Hills hop is just yeah. citra. That's it. Yeah. Where that's where the Chinook and Admiral kind of come in. But it's along those kind of lines where it's much more lighter, much more sunrich. I'll be honest. Than, it, I think you're right. It gets better the more you drink of it as well. To be fair, um, yeah, I think I like, think the kaiju uh, altered the taste. Was again the same like, kind of what the Jackrabbit did as well. So basically, we've put these in a really awful order. Um, but in the formatted order, and that's the important <laughs> thing. And the other thing as well, is, like we've also gone for four very different types mm. of beer, which we don't normally like. If I'm right, there's normally one or two that overlap. So I think it's come to that time, James. So, uh, okay. do you want to go first, or do you want me to? I like go first because I think there's going to be a few different like differences here. I, I think know for a good. fact there's going to be some differences. There is, yeah. I'm going to start off with the one that's on the bottom, which is probably going to be top of your list. So, bottom one for me is the Jackrabbit. Okay. Uh, wasn't as bad as I was kind of expecting, but it's not the type of style of drink that I would naturally go to. It, you know, happy to have that one, but then it's a move on kind of job. I'm I'm not really I'm not really feeling that as that particular style. We've okay. had some other double dry hop stuff, but that particular one there wasn't enough hints that. Yeah, I really and I think in past, like, I think like New England IPA, kind of that double dry hops is kind of more your flavour profile. I think in terms yeah. of hop, uh, I'd probably say uh, Boondoggle. Okay, it's very close between second and third for me. Uh, I know what you uh, mean because they're both they're both very standard. Nothing because I'm guessing Kaiju Crush is going to be your the, the yeah. one you're kind of debating yeah. about because I'm. In my head, I'm trying to think of the exact same argument of they're so similar. Yeah, I'm probably going to go for the Kaiju Crush just because it is slightly different. Boondoggle, for me, is a standard. It's a staple. It's easy drinking. You know what you're getting. It's not going to set your world on fire, but you can smash out 12 easy. Yeah. Yeah? Whereas the Kaiju Crush, as a one-off, it is enjoyable. Better with a barbecue on the go. But... Again, it's probably just for the fact that it is something slightly different, the reason why it's edging it over the boondoggle. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, surprisingly for me, the Strictle Boob, uh, which I'm not going to lie when we started, I didn't think would be the one that I'd pick. Um, I think that, Come on, you like, always pick this Strip Club. I've never been to a Strip Club. I've never actually been to a Strip Club. You've never been? Is, yeah, which is quite surprising I mean, my wife has. I have, and it, I'll be honest, Chris, it was the most awkward moment of my life and I you didn't remember, like Remember, you've only looked up Touch James. That's the reason why you get in trouble. Um, but yeah, the Strip Club loop, it's a... I'm a good, like, good buffet, though. Anyway. <laughs> But that glitter didn't come off your face for weeks. Um, the triple lube, I think it's a horrendous can design. But I understand what they're trying to do. But it looks seedy. It, it does look very yeah. seedy. Yeah. However, uh, as a beer, I can't argue with that. I think it's um, a, a really, really enjoyable drink. Okay. I, I'll be honest straight away. We are we are very different. Uh, uh, shocker. So my my bottom my bottom is Kaiju Crush. That is what oh, I put okay. at the very bottom. I think for me, A, because I, was, I I thought it'd be so much better than it was, and the fact that it is so nothing in like there isn't there isn't yeah. enough to it. Um, and then I think Boondoggle would be a very, very close third. I think for me personally, Boondoggle had more flavour to it. That That's probably what saved it for me, okay. if I'm honest. Um, I, don't, I understand what you mean. I don't mean, because Kaiju Crush, I think because you do get tropical notes at the end, so it is a little bit different. But for me personally, like Boondoggle just was a nicer beer that I think of the two is probably a bit more consistent that I'd go back to. Um, then I'd probably put Strip Club Lube 
because I personally think it's just too citrusy. But I do think there's at least there's flavour there. There's there, there is kind of no. Which me, the more citrus, the um, better. And then of course the best beer, which you know, uh, who knew a guy from Warsaw could actually come up with a good suggestion? Essex has obviously rubbed off on him well. Um, Jelly well, Essex. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, we can leave a confirmed modern Irish rumour. Um. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jack Rabbit. That that was amazing. That like, I think for me that was just. It's weird how smooth an IPA it, that is. It is very smooth for the yeah. intense flavour and. But then the I like I like bitter. Yeah. I like bitter beers because I'm a bitter, bitter man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that 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 came off really well. So yeah, Jack Rabbit. <laughs> that's really good. Um, I think for me personally, that beer, but slightly lower percent, would be. Yeah, I, I think I'm like five or six would be the maximum for me. Oh, you could probably like, stretch it to about six and a half, seven. Yeah, but eight, eight percent. I think that, that would much. put me off having loads of them. <laughs> you know. No, but I. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, it just wasn't my style. But I, as soon as I drank it, it was like this is definitely yours. Yeah. The thing is, though, it's one of those ones where we can pick up the different things that the other one will enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Mainly because we're drinking way too much beer together. Um, yeah. <laughs> On that note. On that bomb uh, Thank you very much. Oh, no, I've gone to that. It's trademarked. Trademarked. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us again. Uh, please pay attention to uh, uh, social media because we will be doing a fundraiser for the Birmingham Children's Hospital, which the episode has been dedicated to. So uh, please keep your eyes peeled. It'll definitely be interesting. It's all in good jest. And again, it's all helping people, which is the most important thing. But thank you very much, people. Um, And we shall be speaking to you very soon. Thank you.